You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, and alongside Christian, my name is Ryan Chambers. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks once again, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sponsor of THPN. Hey, Chris, how are you doing tonight? Dang, that was epic. I'm doing great. I'm glad we beat Crosby. I like beating Crosby, and I like beating teams whenever they bring a lot of fans with them. I like sending them home unhappy, having spent all of their money. (laughs) I mean, that was one of the things I actually wrote down in my notes tonight was the fact that it was packed to the brim with Pittsburgh fans tonight. I mean, it was a, a little ridiculous. It always is. I mean, you can count on that. It's the the Blackhawks, the Pittsburgh, the Rangers, those are just teams that are going to pack the stadium every single time. So the Dallas Stars do win tonight by a final score of 3-2 to two over the Pittsburgh Penguins, like we mentioned. Uh, Mr. Sidney Crosby, Sid the Kid, Sid the Windy Baby gets heated at the end of the game and gets really, really mad. And uh, Jamie Benn does awesome things tonight, as does many other players. But I think the biggest thing that we absolutely have to talk about, Chris, and I think you know where I'm going with this, is the absolute incredible play by Jay Gottinger tonight. It's been a while since we've gotten to say that. And we read that quote last night about how bad he was feeling about letting in 10 goals in two games. He lets in two tonight, and that's it. And honestly, I thought he probably should have even had that second one. 40 saves on 42 shots and 952 save percentage. That's more like the otter we know. The dude was on (laughs) fire. And we were wondering, he was super hard on himself the other night, which like, obviously, it kind of makes sense. But it was like a little more so than a player normally does. And my thought process at the end of this game is... You know what? Maybe he's putting that chip back on his shoulder. He's like, oh, man, everyone thinks I stink. Everyone's pissed at me. They think I suck. And that wasn't fully the case. But he, whatever he did, it worked for him. He got himself going. I I think that interview was part of the kind of mental game you have to play when you're a goalie. A lot of goaltending is between the ears, and he figured out a way to get himself going, and he played the best game he's had in maybe a month. So he was absolutely fantastic. I would even go so far to say that if he doesn't play like he did tonight, we don't win this game. There's no chance. Obviously, we wouldn't have had a chance, especially the second period. The Stars had nothing. We had absolutely zero things in the second period, and he held us in the entire time. Well, the first five minutes. I mean, three odd band rushes. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was two three-on-twos and a two-on-one, and it's not like the guys were like non-scorers. One of them was freaking Evgeny Malkin. So, like, it, I mean, he, he made save after save. There were so many odd man rushes. And 
I, I mean, we gotta. You have to sing the praises of him when he does good. And I mean, we've done it a lot. Not recently, unfortunately, but this one is 100% on Ottinger tonight in a good way. And he single-handedly won us the game. Agreed. First star of the night as well, followed by the captain, Jamie Benn, with the eventual game-winning goal. And Miro Heiskanen, who after that first weird turnover, again, was fantastic. Four shots on goal and an assist, 26 minutes time on ice. Yeah, he just didn't look where he was going, unfortunately. And that could have been really bad. I'm honestly surprised Malkin didn't do more with that shot. I think he was surprised he got it. (laughs) I think he was like, whoa. (laughs) He's just like, shoot. He's like, oh, look at this thing. I got this black black disc thing here. I'm going to shoot it at the net. I don't know how I got it. Uh, Lots of good things to talk about tonight. But we we had to start off with that because Ottinger was very good. Um. Again, it seems like on a nightly basis, one of the best players for the Dallas Stars is also a guy by the name of Jamie Benn, who he's worth the $9 million right now. He is absolutely 100% worth the $9 million that he's getting right now. And what's funny is he's playing less. He's more effective. He's bringing up a young Wyatt Johnston, who is also having an amazing season. He is... He is not allowing other players to get to our best players. And like they nobody dares do anything to any of the stars players when Jamie Ben is on the ice. And he's a physical presence. He is a he has a, a leadership role on this team. He's been doing it for over a decade now. And it, it it's just a culmination of everything. This might be one of the best seasons Jamie Ben's ever had. I, I would go to I know he's not scoring at the same pace or anything like that, but the level of significance that he is having on this team is just uh, I'll steal Razor's word and Ardell's word over in the comment section. Mastodonic. Absolutely mastodonic. Well, and it's the fact that he's doing it on a good team and is a very important part of that team being good. We saw him have some crazy number seasons uh, when the team was bad. And it was just him and Sagan just scoring nonstop. But this is different because he is scoring timely goals. He's leading the team, like you're saying, and he's playing so well with minimized minutes while the team is playing well. I, I definitely think that he will look back on this season very fondly, and it's not even over yet. <laughs> Again, just gets me really excited for how the season's going to go and how the playoffs are going to go. All right, let's talk about a couple of really rough things. Um, first things first. I absolutely, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say this. I was bored out of my mind with this game. And it wasn't the Stars' fault. It wasn't the Penguins' fault. I absolutely hated the ESPN broadcast tonight. I hated it to a T. One of the worst games I have ever watched with a broadcast team. I, I hated it. It was no fun. And I'm I'm sorry, but it when when big things were happening, there was no excitement from the play-by-play guy. Absolutely zero excitement. That guy should not be doing play-by-play. Absolutely should not be doing it. And he did not make the game fun for me at all. And again, it it goes to show you like how spoiled we are as stars fans having uh 
whether it was, you know, Ralph and Razor back in the day or for a short period of time, we had uh, we had Dave Strader before he unfortunately passed away. And now we're graced with the presence of Josh and Razor. So I, I, I man, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I understand what you're getting at. It was, it was three old white guys calling the hockey game, so it could kind of get boring there. There's not a lot of excitement, and they didn't seem super interested in the game. They kept calling the stats for other teams and stuff like that, so I kind of get that, but I was kind of into it. Uh, Thursday night game, throwing around a bunch of different stats from all over the league. I didn't hate it, so I get what you're saying, though. They didn't make it seem like a big deal. And with a, uh, I don't know, with a national broadcast and stuff like that, I don't mind them talking about other games and other teams and how other things are going. Because, I mean, as a NHL fan, there some of those stories are things you should know about. Like the fact that, uh, oh, what was it? It was Minnesota is 13-1-4 in during this latest stretch and just going absolutely bonkers. And they're the best team in the league during that stretch. And they've, I mean, it's just insane. But at the same time, I mean, pay attention to the game that's on the ice, guys. I mean, really? And it, it, they, they did not make it interesting. So side note, I'm done. I'm not going to rant about that anymore. It just sucked for me. I hated it. But I'd, I'd love to hear people in the comment section if you thought it was the same or if I'm just out of my mind and I'm just getting old and senile in my own ways. So now actual game stuff, the power play was absolutely atrocious tonight. And really, I, I was frustrated with the stars tonight. I really was. This is a game that we should not have won, in my own opinion. And the only thing that kept us in the game was Jake Ottinger. I mean, we had two opportunities to... To, to get to get power play goals they were constantly putting us on the power play the, the we were constantly allowing the other team to have odd man rushes the other way we were turning the puck over it it just it, it wasn't a good game overall and now i'm getting off on a random tangent i'm sorry chris uh talk about the power play tonight what a negative nancy tonight we okay we didn't, we didn't have our best stuff but I mean, replying to Pittsburgh, won. I mean, they're scrapping for a win. We played a good game. We, we clutched it up at the end of the game, too. I mean, not a ton of offense was going our way, and we found a way to put, put up two goals late and a lot of pressure early in the third period. So we should be happy about the game. The power play was not good, and we still scored. Another positive. I mean, they were bad, and we scored. We'll take it. If we're Pavelski one for three every good. night, we'll take it. <laughs> Pavelski was good. Pavelski was good, and we had a couple of other chances. The The thing that sucked on the power play, for whatever reason, we just could not get into the zone, and that's why it's so frustrating. But even with that, we still score a goal. We should. That's, that's a positive. We should take those. Um, they don't care about how you do it, just how many you put in the back of the net, right? Exactly, yeah. So... <laughs> The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bets and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. 
Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every single day to see what they have in store. Right now, what I'm keeping my eye on is U of H. They're doing really well right now. And just because Chris was persnickety about it, I'm also going for Arkansas to go all the way since AM is now out of the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I do agree with the turnovers thing too, though. And that's been kind of a theme the past week or so. Uh, it's, it, it's turnovers not even in our own zone right now. We're doing a pretty good job getting out of our own zone. It's in transition and it's at the offensive blue line. It's giving it up too clean too. Like it's fine if you're trying to make a play and you turn it over, but you can't give it up clean so they can break out the other way. You got to get a stick on it or something and slow them down at least. And they are just getting too many odd man rushes the other direction from neutral zone cough ups and offensive blue line cough ups. And that's that was exactly my point. And that was the difference between this game and the Seattle game. The Seattle game, Seattle was just full on pressing in our own zone and they were forcing turnovers in our own zone. Tonight, it wasn't really Pittsburgh forcing the turnovers. It was literally the Stars not connecting on passes, turning the puck over at the offensive blue line in the neutral zone. And that is like the absolute worst place you can be turning the puck over. Because if anything we have figured out about this team, is that other teams have figured out that the way to score against the Stars is on the rush. And if we eliminate those odd man rushes as much as possible, I know the style we play now is a little bit more open than it was against Bonus, so we're going to see those. And we had several good defensive plays where, like, Kiviranta came back at a good play, and Suter had one. Uh, there's a lot of good defensive plays at the end of the first that I wrote down. Hockenpah had a good one, too. Olofsson had a good one. Uh, Miller even at, at like 20 seconds at the end of the first period. But you you have to eliminate more of those. You have to eliminate more of those, I feel like. And I, I think they can do it, but I don't know who is the culprit and the biggest problem in all of this. Is it the forwards? Is it the defensemen going too far into the zone and pressing too much and getting out of position? And that's what causes the two-on-ones and the three-on-twos and stuff like that? What do you think? Well, it's also just a difference in style, too. Uh, Seattle's playing a more aggressive forecheck against the Stars. They're trying to force those defensive zone turnovers, which also makes them more susceptible to offensive breakouts the other way. But the Penguins are playing a lot more lockdown and are trying to not allow you into their defensive zone is more of their game plan on their forecheck. So it's kind of just different ways of playing. And we saw the polar opposites in three days, which is kind of weird, too. So I take it a little bit with a grain of salt. And both worked well against us, unfortunately. But when that happens, you got to rely on your skill. And they did that, and it worked out really well late in the third period. So they, they started getting those passes just like we did in the Kraken game. We started Our passes just started singing for whatever reason, and we got it going. So it just took us a while to figure out the, their forecheck. Or you can just rely on a really lovable furry creature in your net named Otter. Um, let's move on from that. We got to get 
talking about Sagan. Sagan makes his debut after his debut. That's not the right word. He makes his return after his injury. He's been out for about two weeks now, I think it is. Maybe give or take a couple of days or something like that. I didn't think he looked all that bad. He had there was there was one specific turnover that I was like, oh, I didn't like that. But I thought overall he had a pretty good game. What did you see out of Sagan tonight, Chris, that you liked or disliked? Yeah, good on the faceoff dot. He wasn't afraid to go in after puck battles. Uh, a lot of shots on goal. He had three tonight. So it, it seems like he's good. Just needs to get the conditioning up. He helped. He did, obviously wasn't playing second minute or second line minutes tonight because he just came back. But once he gets his legs back under him, I think he'll be good to go. He doesn't seem any worse for wear after having a extremely long laceration on his leg. So was it long or was it deep? Because it sounded like, according to the broadcast, that it was like a small incision, but it was like really deep. I heard the opposite. The exact you heard the opposite? Maybe. I mean, I don't, I heard, know, I don't remember. I heard it was a lot of stitches, but it didn't cut into the muscle and that's why it was able to come back so quickly it was literally a matter of physical capability of his skin needing to fuse back together and not reopen that just sounds that just sounds painful the way he described that (laughs) yeah but like it didn't go into any muscle or anything so there's no like it's not like soreness in the muscle really it's just literal just pain on the i'll use a medical term the dermis the dermis your epidermis is showing um, speaking of other lineup changes for the stars, there was two other ones. Uh, Fox, uh, unfortunately was not able to go tonight. I was very thankful to hear that it was just an illness and it wasn't an injury. I was like, I, I know Fox uh, is not a goal scorer or seen as an, a super important guy for this team, but I am very bullish on Roddick Fox. Uh, and I believe he is a very key component to this team, uh, especially on the defensive side of the game. So, and he at lately, like you said, Chris, the other night, he's been chipping in a, more goals lately, especially at the pace he normally goes. So I, I was glad to hear that it was just an illness, and hopefully he'll be okay moving forward. And right but, when we think we're going to have a full lineup back, of course, something else happens. Right, exactly. So, so but honestly, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. We got the win. It's it's not like it was one of the guys in our top six. That would have been catastrophic, I, f- I would feel like. So now uh, the other lineup change about is uh, a very interesting one. And oh, not not an interesting one. Excuse me. It was just that Lundqvist makes his way back into the lineup again. So in the game tonight, according to the the lineup charts that we saw, whether it was on NHL.com or on Twitter or whatever, he was going to be paired with Ryan Suter for a majority of the game. So I, I didn't really see him with Suter a whole bunch. I saw a lot of different combinations tonight, which was, I guess, good and bad in a way. I guess DeBoer is, tr- I guess, experimenting a little bit more to see if he can find a little bit more... Uh, chemistry moving forward with those groups because I mean what you what you've got is what you've got you got to figure out something with the seven guys you have because uh, Nil doesn't seem like he's going to bring up Harley at all then that would be the only other guy I could see that would come up and play for the stars but what did you think about Lundqvist and how he played in this game tonight and what did you think overall of the stars defensive play specifically from the defenseman 
I thought Nils played fine. Um, he had 11 and a half minutes time on ice, which is pretty good. Two shots on goal, four blocks, no official giveaways. So I, I thought he, he did fine as a third pair guy, especially as a number six. I thought he there was no problem there. Um, the defense as a whole was okay. Um, the odd man rushes, I feel like partially you could say the second guy was getting up there a little bit too quick on this forecheck. And, and it's just specifically this forecheck because on a aggressive forecheck like the Kraken have, you need the extra guy up the ice so that you can get the puck to someone else. But on on this one, when they have more guys back up on the red line and on the blue line, you, you, need, you need more help. And it just led to – it was like four or five two-on-ones in the second period specifically just because the defenseman was already up the ice. So it was a little bit, little bit frustrating there, but overall, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it, it was a lot of shots on goal, but they were a lot from the perimeter. So I, I'll say overall, they get a B minus. Well, you know what? B minus is okay. Cause they only let in two goals tonight. And I think they're only a B minus cause Ottinger is a big part of that big B minus. He had an A plus yeah. in the B minus. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody else was when like, your a goal is a plus <laughs> pretty much any passing grade will do. Right. All right, so there's not all much that we need to talk about tonight, Chris. I think that pretty much kind of sums it up. Is there anything else that you kind of want to mention in tonight's game that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about? Looking at standings, we jump back over Minnesota after their OT loss to uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Thank you to my fiance's team. Um, so we're back to number one in the Central Division. And yeah. Good times. Oh, excuse me. I'm running here. So looking at the Central Division, we can just go ahead and say it. Dallas is 92 points. They've played 72 games. Minnesota was 72 games, 91 points. They're literally one point behind the Stars. They were one point ahead before this game got started here tonight. And then Colorado with a really bad loss to Pittsburgh uh, last night. And I think that's another thing that kind of helped the Stars tonight is that we might have been a little off tonight, in my opinion, but Pittsburgh, I mean, they're they're missing four of their top defensemen who are all hurt, and they're on a second night of a back-to-back, and they didn't have a goalie for the first period, a backup goalie for the first period. Okay. So, and then uh looks like Winnipeg might be able to hold on. Oh, no, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe um, Nashville does get in there. Crashville. I'm kind of rooting for him. I'm I know rooting that's against crazy. Winnipeg. I don't care who it is. It could be Trashville or Calgary. I want someone to catch Winnipeg and knock Bones out. Well, right now, assuming Nashville wins their two games in hand, they would be the final team in the playoffs. And that's after Nashville sold at the deadline. That's how bad Winnipeg has been. Oh, my goodness gracious. So... That's going to be really interesting to to take a look at and see how this ends up. It, it really that's really the only thing in the Western Conference that hasn't been decided yet. Who gets the last playoff spot? Is it Winnipeg or is it Nashville? So Calgary's still there, seventy nine points. They're not out of it. They've got they've got they played seventy three games though. They played three more games than Nashville and a game more than Winnipeg. Still, never say never. Never say never. Okay, Justin Bieber, but still. I will love you forever. Oh, my gosh. Just stop. Okay. 
anyways, we're going to end it pretty early here tonight, more than we normally do, because I've got to start getting ready for our live episode live on the live plaza of PNC Plaza on Saturday. We're going to be doing live. that live. Did I mention live? And we're really getting excited for that, you guys. Uh, we hope you will come out and just say hi to us. Watch us do the podcast. And then even say hi after we're done. We'd love to talk with you guys. And, uh, you know, just let us know uh, how you guys came to, I don't know, watch our podcast or listen to our podcast or however. And we're also going to question your sanity a little bit, too, because I don't know why you would be listening to three brothers ramble about a hockey team in the South. But we appreciate it very much so. Um, anyways, guys, we, we're going to close it up here tonight. Along with Chris and along with nobody else, because I'm used to saying James. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. I am very tired, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris, please do us the honors and take us out. GG, boys.